Welcome to HomeWise, a podcast of Highlands Ministries. Wisdom is essential in building a strong family and home life. Proverbs says that a wise woman builds her house and a foolish woman tears it down. I'm Steve, and I'm here with Kara Murphy, my wife and the mother of our 10 children, ages 3 to 20. I've been blessed with a wise and godly wife, and over the years I've learned that Christian women appreciate her perspective and need encouragement to rise above the folly of our culture and be home wise. Kara, there's a topic that you and I have talked about together. I don't know that we've ever podcasted about it. Uh, Certainly we've had conversations with folks about the challenges uh, in balancing home and uh, home and church and uh, the expectations that are put on families and on moms and particularly moms with uh, lots of little ones to be out in ministry in the church, to be doing ministry with, with quotes around it. And uh, that's a problem. It's a, it creates a, a lot of stress for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and certainly, I mean, we, we've got, we've got this call for parents to be faithful parents, to raise godly children, but we also have this call to fulfill our calling in the church and do the work of ministry. Uh, so there has to be a balance there. It's not one or the other. We've seen both sides, both, both, both ditches we ride in, you know, the one that's the family who, who is falling apart because they're all about the church mm-hmm. and the family that is isolated because they're all about the family yeah. and aren't involved in their church, aren't, aren't participating. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some thoughts that you have gathered on that? Yeah, that's a really interesting question because um, in some ways it is a different answer for every family mm-hmm. because every family has a different level of energy, a different situation with children in the home and how old they are and what they require and different households. And so it's not a good area to compare mm-hmm. because uh, there's just very, very big differences. It's um, interesting. I find that families that are in uh, churches that aren't family integrated that have a lot of church programs that have a lot of regular meetings of the church throughout the week. Mm -hmm. Sometimes those are divided up by age and sometimes not. There's more temptation. Like I'm thinking when we were, when our children were young, we were in a church and there was you know, Sunday school, and then there was worship, which may or may not include the children. Then there was a Sunday evening service. Then there was a Wednesday night service, and that was usually um, things included, you know, children's programs and sometimes choir practice and things like that. And then there was often a Tuesday or Thursday Bible study, whether that was, that was usually not in the church, that was usually in a home. And there was usually a once-weekly ladies' Bible study. So if there was Tuesday evening 
Bible studies in homes, and there was like Thursday morning ladies' Bible study. Uh, then, then there would sometimes be men's events, although those were less regular. And then there would be uh, seasonal events, big, big things that were happening in the church that were more, you know, each year during this time you did this or that or the other um, celebration or outreach or something. And I remember uh, having four little children and trying to get everybody to their different Sunday school classes and then later in the week uh, going to the ladies' Bible study and trying to get all the children to all their different classes and then going into the women's Bible study and um, being totally exhausted at the end of that morning um, because you've you know, carried them all over and had all their equipment. And and then there's issues that come up when you put a bunch of two and three and four year olds into the same room together. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and even there was, there were a lot of expectations put on moms. So not only are you doing all that, but you have to have your, your study. I don't know, you know when I was supposed to have this hour long study time every day to get my book filled out or, you know, I mean, it was just, it was a lot of pressure, honestly. And, um, I remember coming home in tears for second or third time and you said, um, you're done. (laughs) You're not doing this anymore. That's kind of ridiculous. You would do better to just cuddle on the sofa with the children and and input into their lives than than to do this. But there's a lot there. And then I find in in family integrated churches, they kind of go one side or the other. You know, some some were just so family centered that the church basically meets on Sunday morning and that's it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's sort of, we do what we do and that's it. And then on the other end, because we're so afraid that we don't have all the programs of the big churches, um, we are, we have so many ministries going on. And so whether we're, you know, standing outside the abortion mill, whether we're, you know, some of them have like a, the jail ministry, the hospital ministries, the, um, soup kitchen type, you know, minister to the poor. Then you have people who are, um, working with the with poor, you know, and so their family or their church might have a ministry to people who are coming out of alcohol or drug addiction. So you've got a hospitality stuff going on. And then you've got all the the fellowship hospitality that you want to do where you have people over. And um, it's very easy to pack out your schedule with all of these things. And some of them, I mean, they're all, I mean, which one of these things is not a good thing? I mean, they're all good things. But what happens is when we overschedule, then our households fall apart. And that's everything from there's no clean underwear to um, our two and three-year-olds are whining messes because they're not being fed regularly. <laughs> they're not getting their naps that they need for good health. Um, they're coming down with every sickness that comes down the pike. Um, that sort of thing. And sometimes God forces us to stay home. He gives us the flu and he gives us the colds and, you know, but if we, as soon as, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've seen, you know, runny nose coughing kids being dragged from here to there and, oh no, they've got a fever and we didn't even notice because we're so busy going. And then homeschoolers have that temptation too. Um, we fell into that for a short while where we had twice a week classes (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um, we were living out of town at the time, and so there was a long drive involved, and then there was the classes, and then, 
you know, the long drive back and that necessitated we had to get lunch while we were in town because, you know, the little ones were falling asleep in the car and so they weren't getting their full nap. And two days a week, I pretty much wasn't getting any of our academic work done because, you know, prep for getting everybody out and then come home. And honestly, they went outside and played and I went and laid on the couch. Um, so your routine was shot. Absolutely. And there was no, no way to create a routine because every other day you were, you had a different kind of routine. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's challenges and temptations in that. And, um, I understand, I want to challenge a couple of thoughts on that. Um, first of all, there is an assumption that if you're not leaving your home and interacting with people outside in the community, in your church, you're not really ministering. Mm -hmm. And that is actually a false assumption to my way of thinking. Um, and there are times in life where we do more of that, more going out and ministering. But your primary ministry, especially when your children are young, is to raise godly children. And that requires a lot of time. I remember having a conversation with um, a friend about their elder training program and how they were having a hard time getting men to commit to this 18-month or two-year program that helped prepare them to become elders. And I laughed and said, oh, we have an, we have an 18 to 20-year program. And he said, what? And then I laughed and said, actually, it's called Raising My Children. I'm raising every one of my sons to be qualified to be elders, if God should call them to that. And, and he, oh, I get it. I get it. You know, and he, he laughed and, and, I, you know, that it was, it, it but it wasn't really in jest. <laughs> everything I do, everything we do as a family is geared toward raising mature, godly Christians. Yeah. And part of the reason we want to do that is so that, um, our children do not become the people who have to be ministered to by the elders. Mm -hmm. They can be the ones ministering to others. And that takes a lot. And it takes a lot of time. And it takes a lot of thought and effort. And it takes a lot of, of day after day after day walking. And whether that's making sure that the Bible time is getting done every day. Whether it's making sure that family worship is happening. And it's so easy when you have a lot of evening meetings if you do evening family worship to just, it just falls by the wayside. And, um, I wish I could say that we are the disciplined kind of people who, you know, no matter what this happens, but the truth is we're not. And so because we're not super hyper disciplined, we have to make sure that we have evenings at home or that we have mornings at home. If we're doing it in the morning, you know, that we have planned and, and structured our lives to really do the important things. Mm -hmm. um, so <clears throat> that's the first thing is that um, the second thing is that when we talk about ministering, we Americans think that means we're doing something. We're going to the soup kitchen and serving or we're, you know, and, and when the Bible talks about us ministering, it talks about encouraging one another, loving one another, exhorting one another, these are things that we, that happen within relationship, within conversation. And so whether it's 
conversation at church or conversation on the phone or meeting another couple of moms at the park and having conversation there or going to the park and engaging someone that we meet there. And um, we've had, I've had, I've met all kinds of amazing people and had all kinds of pretty deep discussions with folks as my children have sat in the swings and, and played with their children. And, um, we, we don't have to pigeonhole ministry as participating in a program. And that kind of ministry can also happen like when the household is in order. So whether that's, you know, we've made sure that we've gotten all of our basic home functions are done, you know, and everybody's dressed and the laundry's going and all that. And the children have gotten in their math and their reading for the day. And then, oh, we have time. Well, let's go. Let's go out in the community together. And then let's just be looking for ways to encourage and exhort and and um, engage people um, with the gospel. And I've said before, when you take a large family out into public, you don't have to worry about anybody. They will ask you, <laughs> what is the reason for the hope that is within you? <laughs> I mean, it just... I don't have, I don't have to wear a Christian t-shirt. I don't have to, um, I don't have to ask a thought-provoking question. If I just show up and smile, people want to know why. Why you're smiling? <laughs> yeah, how this can be. <laughs> how could that be? How can you be so happy? <laughs> um, the third thing that I want to encourage moms with is that there are seasons of life. We're getting ready to enter a new season of life. And I anticipate as this new baby comes and has a lot of special needs that we're, I particularly, but we're going to be more homebound because we're going to have to take care of things for him. And it's not going to serve him for us to be out and about a lot. And yet at the same time, up until this pregnancy, uh, we have been out and about a lot more. We have had the freedom to participate in some things and whether that's doing more hospitality in our home or going out and doing things, being involved in an evening Bible study or book study or that sort of thing. Um, we have had some seasons here where we've had, had more time, more energy to be able to participate and to be out and about. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at, we have older folks in our church and basically all they do is minister. Mm -hmm. um, because they no longer have as many home responsibilities. And so, you know, if you have a heart to serve, you're always going to find ways to serve. This may not be the season for you to do the, you know, to, to, to organize the luncheon, <laughs> or this may not be the season for you to organize or, you know, do the Bible study. Um, but that's, that season can, will come. And, um, don't, don't think because you can't do it right now, that means you'll never do it because it's very likely that at different seasons of your life, you'll be, you'll have more freedom to do different things that way. Yeah. And then the fourth thing is that, um, our children and it was a lot of hard work when, you know, I'm thinking of our five oldest. So we've got five children from 16 to 22 um, and two are married. Um, the other three are, you know, technically they're graduated. Um, you know, they are all out in the workforce now. You know, they're all working, although um, they work mostly 
the, the um, two fellows work for our business, but you know, they're out and about in the community a lot. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you've done is we have this family band and we did it for our own enjoyment and we did it for our own entertainment. <laughs> but um, some people actually like listening to us. And so lately you've had a lot more opportunities to perform. And particularly we've been performing at the community center where our church meets and which used to be a senior center. So that's reflected in a lot of the people you're, you're performing for are say 65 and older and to watch our children interact with, you know, older and elderly people and to watch their um, interest in their lives to watch our children be able to have conversations with people in their 70s and 80s um, who represent their family and their church and the Lord <laughs> so beautifully. Um, you know, I I always thought it'd be great to have a nursing home ministry. I always thought it'd be great for our family when our kids were young to go in and, you know, maybe sing and ha- let you have something to talk to, you know, them or something. But it just never happened. We were just, it just wasn't something that we could work. It was just too much. And now I'm looking at my children interacting with these older folks. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing how that wasn't the season for um, a, a ministry to the elderly. But now I'm sitting at, I was sitting at home with the younger children and you had the older children and they are ministering because we are in a different season. Mm-hmm. And we have shot those arrows. You know, they are the arrows in the hands of the, of the mighty warrior. And I watch as our boys go and do work for people in the community and they work really hard and they're well spoken and they do what they say they're going to do. And they have a lot of opportunities to talk to people, opportunities that I would have never have had, no matter what ministry I would have tried to participate in. But because we did the job well when they were young and prepared them, now they're prepared to go. And so instead of, you know, me feeling like I have to have a ministry right now, I have one, two, three, four, five, six minutes, <laughs> you know, it is multiplying. Um, and yet at the same time, I'm sitting with the younger ones at home, inputting into them so that when their time comes, they're ready to go out. Mm-hmm. I think of we have a, in our church, we have an abortion ministry and, Most of the people who stand faithfully, who go faithfully, are the 16 to 25 year olds. They're the ones that have the time and the, and the energy to stand out there for three, four hours and the freedoms. Although I don't want to, I don't want to, they make time in their schedule to do this. They're very busy. But, um, but you know, I, I look at our, our young adults and I see all the ways we have a young adult in our church who's, um, running a food pantry. In her community, um, we have, I mean, there's just so much going on, um, whether that's being able to participate in a chapel service at the, at the hospital on Sunday mornings, things that, you know, the quote grownups, you know, <laughs> the, the parents don't have the time energy, don't have the freedom to be able to do that. And yet here are the young people and how they can all go out and do these things. But had they not been prepared, they would, number one, not even have the interest. And number two, they wouldn't be equipped to do it. And and they are equipped. They're very well equipped. 
But yet, if you look at their family schedule, you know, 15 years before, they were not out running around doing all these things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The last thing, though, is I do think it is good, you know, to take, to have one thing that your family really does and to minister together as a family. Now, in our household, it tends to have been hospitality. We do a lot of hospitality and that often we've done a lot of hospitality in conjunction with counseling people, um, you know, having people in, but having them in when they're in a point of crisis and teaching our children how to um, serve a family that needs, needs to be loved on, needs to be listened to, needs to be given counsel. And how we do that and how sometimes that just means that mom and dad need to take the other parents and have a private conversation while the older kids are helping with the children. Um, and sometimes that just means the older children hanging out and being themselves and being a testimony to what the Lord can do in a young person's life and encouraging that family. Maybe they just have all little ones and they feel like they're all going to end up in jail or, you know, (laughs) but to be able to hear our stories of, Oh no, when they were young, these were the things that we were struggling with. And it looks just like what you're struggling with, but this is where God has brought them now. So, um, so, but, but do it. It's, you know, if you're going to do something, choose something, do it well and do it all together so that you're not, tearing the family apart and you're not you're you're modeling for your children what ministry in the kingdom of God looks like so that they are seeing that good model and they are learning and then they are able to go out and do that when they get older hello friends I hope you enjoyed this episode of HomeWise with Steve and Kara Murphy If you have a moment and you are of the mind, please make a donation to Highlands Ministries to help support these podcasts. Uh, You can go to the website at highlandsministriesonline.org and there's a Donate Now button. You can sign up for a one-time donation or a monthly donation. Any amount is appreciated and if we get like a million monthly supporters, we will do this from the beach.